Thank you very much, Admin. Okay, so welcome everybody. Um, I would say it's good to see you. I can only see your numbers and see your um, your uh, avatars, but I can't see your actual faces, but I know you're here and it is the Lord that has brought you here. And um, I'm very happy and I'm excited for what the Lord will do this morning. Um, interestingly, yesterday we ended um, the teaching, you know, looking at the sons of Haman and how everything about them started with self. It's a very self-centered, um, you know, um, a very self-centered person, a very self-centered way of thinking, a very self-centered, um, you know, um, life. And we see how God led us into the teaching and the, the teaching of um, consecrations and why consecrations are important. And, you know, um, I've had seasons where the Lord has said to me in this period, you're not eating any sugar. You know, he's saying in this season, you're not talking to that person. You're not engaging on a certain level. You are not um, staying up past a certain time. You know, um, there are certain times that God just gives like strict orders, you know, and you really have to follow. Um, and you don't follow in fear. And many times because I have seen what, and you know, it's not an immediate thing um, where maybe uh, the very next day or immediately he's giving you um, the, the rules of engagement, you will know why he's giving it to you. But as time goes by, when I look back in retrospect, I'm like, oh, this is why the Lord asked me to do so and so. And so because of the journey that I've had with him, it's easy for me to trust him. So trust, you know, meaning that I may not know exactly where it is heading, but because I know who I am following, I'm able to trust him with my journey. I'm able to trust him with my obedience. I'm able to trust him and say, okay, if you, you've never misled me, so you're not going to do it now. And I know that the thoughts you have for me are thoughts of good and not of evil to give me a future and a hope. So um, it may be hard, but even that hardness and even that um, internal conflict, I give it to the Lord. You know, I always give it to the Holy Spirit and say, help me, you're asking me to do this thing, meaning it is possible, you know, even though it may be hard for me, it is possible. So help me reach down into that part of me that is able to do your will and the Lord makes it possible. So um, selfishness, um, self-centeredness. And it's very interesting that in today's world, the word that is highly exalted is self. You hear people saying all kinds of things, talking about self-love, being self-made, taking a selfie, you know, um, um, people are trying more and more to use, you know, self-service. Um, while those things are good, you know, it just shows you how the system of this world is constantly conditioning minds to look at self excessively. You know, it's not to say that it is, it is altogether bad, but, you know, like, what is the purpose of it? You know, it, all things are spiritual. We must never forget that. So if the world systems are constantly trying to propagate the message of self, 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 it shows that they are trying to build a government that is against the government of God. And it's a government that it's very subtle because people may not see it on the outside. They will think, oh, it is my, you know, it's on the inside of the person. So it's hard to identify the speck or the log inside your own eye or in your own life. So the enemy is constantly trying to kill you from inside before he does any damage on the outside. But we thank God for deliverance and we thank God for his word and we thank him for his instruction. 
um, his instruction about consecrations. And that's why consecrations are very, very important. I will say that for every season that you find yourself in, I believe that there is a higher level of engagement that the Lord is calling you into. You know, the reward for doing is more um, responsibility. So as you grow in God, and that's why when we grow in God, we must be very careful. You can never get to a point where you now become complacent because as you are growing, your rules of engagement are increasing. If maybe yesterday you only drank a glass of wine, <laughs> two years from now, you may not even be drinking any glasses of wine altogether. You know, not to say that that's what it is, but, you know, just I'm just saying that to paint a picture that there is always more in consecration, in revelation, in ascending, in journeying with God. So. I pray that, you know, that, that teaching and that revelation about consecration will sit in our hearts and it's something that we'll never forget in Jesus' name. Amen. So speaking about consecrations, um, I'm going to just continue this morning from there. And I want us to open our Bibles to the book of Psalm 24 from verse 3 to 6. And we'll start from there this morning. Holy Spirit, we ask that you have your way and you write upon these words. And as we hear these words, let our lives be changed in the name of Jesus. Amen. So Psalm 24 from verse 3, the Bible says, in fact, from verse 1, actually, because we're still talking about power. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness of it, the world and those who dwell in it. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the streams and the rivers, who may ascend unto the mountain of the Lord, verse 3, and who may stand in his holy place. He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to what is false, nor has sworn oaths deceitfully, he shall receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation, the description of those who diligently seek him and require him as their greatest need, who seek your face, even as did Jacob. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle, Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Who is he then, the ki this king of glory, the Lord of hosts? He is the king of glory who rules over all creation with his heavenly armies. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. So interestingly, this scripture starts by talking about the expanse of God's government and the expanse of his power. It talks about the earth and it says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world. So the systems of the world and all who dwell in it, those that come up with the systems, those that partake of the systems, everything is the Lord's and even more, the whole universe is the Lord's. And after it says that, it says, he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the streams and all the rivers, the extent of his dominion. Who may ascend unto the mountain of the Lord? So it's interesting. It first talks about God's dominion, God's authority, you know, upon the earth. Then it now starts to talk about the nature and the character of of the person that is worthy of standing before the Lord. And it says, um, he who has 
clean hands one, a pure heart two, who has not lifted up his soul to what is false three, who has not sworn deceitfully. And then five, it says that he shall receive the blessing of the Lord. So those four things are the characteristics of a consecrated man, of a blessed man. When the man lives in, uh, um, in that manner, he is qualified for the blessing of God. So it says, who shall ascend? Who shall ascend? Ascension means to go up, to grow, to shoot forth, to extend of boundary, to excel either in strength or in capacity or in wisdom, to be superior to and to train. So when you look at these words, extending, superiority, strength, growth, shooting forth, it also speaks of your power and authority. It says, or stand in his holy place. To stand means to be proven and to be validated. And holy means to be sacred and to be set apart. So from verse four, it begins to introduce that manner of the man. And like we said, we've highlighted those four things, clean hands, pure hearts, and all of that. It says he shall receive the blessing. So what is this blessing? This is the same blessing that we see in scriptures that nations were contending for. Example, Jacob and Esau. What was that blessing that made the mother of Jacob and Esau position one for the blessing? What did she see? What did she know? What did she realize was at stake that she positioned the other, you know, the one, the one that seemed like was not the right one to receive it, um, um, it over his brother, prioritized one over the other. What was it about this blessing? What was it about the blessing that um, Jabez cried out for? Um, and you see, it's interesting that Jacob already had the blessing. So what happened at the point where he arrived at, sorry, I mean, can you mute the, the mics? There's someone that has feedback in their background. Um, thank you. So what was it about this blessing um, that made um, Jacob, when he was rich and influential, he had cattle, livestock, servants, wives, children. What was it about the blessing that made him still tarry all night and wrestle with the angel? And when the angel was leaving, he said, I will not let you go until you bless me. What was that blessing? Even the story of Jabez, and we've talked about Jabez quite a few times um, in the course of this prayer reign. The Bible starts by introducing him as more honorable than his brother. So he was already all right, basically. You know, he was already blessed according to the scene and the evaluation of man. So what was it about this blessing that made him cry out? There is a blessing and there is a blessing. There's the kind of blessing that people on a basic domestic level are asking for. Example, satisfying the everyday needs, you know, ah, I'm praying that the Lord will bless me, give me this job. I'm praying that the Lord will bless me, you know, um, give me this contract. I'm praying that the Lord will bless me, um, you know, give me this husband, give me this wife, all of these things. That's how the world sees, you know, blessings. But there is a blessing that the ones that are already blessed and the ones that are already successful will cry out for. So what is that blessing? Um, Exodus 32, 29, I say this to paint a picture. Um, Moses, for Moses had said, consecrate yourselves today for the Lord, if, um, even if, um, sorry, for Moses had said, consecrate yourselves today for the Lord. 
even every man upon his son and upon his brother, that he may bestow upon you a blessing this day. So Moses was telling them, you consecrate yourselves because there is a blessing that the Lord wants to bestow upon you. So when we are talking about consecration, it's because it is leading to something. It is leading us to the place where we can receive the blessing that God wants to bestow upon us. And now we're looking at the blessing and we're saying, what could this blessing be? You know, um, what is it about this blessing? What does it even really mean? It's interesting that the word blessing, if you go into the root meaning of the word, it's not, it's very far from how people see blessing or how people will um, um, evaluate or what people will equate blessing to. Blessing talks, it speaks about bending the knee, having been in submission and being in surrender to God. You know, so if we look at Jacob's life after he was, he cried out for the blessing. When he said, bless me and bless me indeed, what was the response? What is your name? He said, my name is Jacob. He said, today you will be you will be called Israel. So it wasn't just that his name changed in the physical. The Bible tells us that <clears throat> After he left, after he left um, the mountain, after he left the place of encounter, he started to limp. So a blessed one is one that depends on God, one that is fully dependent on God, fully surrendered, not one that is self-made, self-sufficient, self-absorbent, self-centered. You see, and consecration, blessing, hand in hand consecration blessing hand in hand so we must never joke with our consecrations um the blessing of the lord is what gives and grants you favor to stand before the kings of this world and to do boldly declare the will of god somewhere in this teaching we'll arrive at the point where daniel stood before the son of nebuchadnezzar and he said um nebuchadnezzar said oh i had this dream after he saw the writing on the wall um he was trying to find the interpretation of the dream and while he called his wise men and his magicians they were going up and down doing all the crinkum crankum that they wanted to do and his mother told him hey, please permit me to speak all these ones you people are doing fantastic but there is a man that was relevant in the time of your father and he will be relevant to you now because you see this guy had wisdom on the level of gods remember this is the year of the gods this is the year of power so his relevance was because he was able to engage in understanding and wisdom even above the understanding and the wisdom and the knowledge of the magicians and the wise men of that day and he was relevant in a time that was even that he had seen a generation you know and he had given service to that generation and even after that generation passed after that king passed another king came and guess what even when he was not necessarily in office he was sent for so you see it is the blessing of the lord that makes you relevant enough to stand before kings even when you're not the one blowing your own trumpet you are not self-advertising um, what is happening is that, is that because of your necessity and because of your influence, you are called for, you are called upon by the king. And then the mother of the king told him, call upon Daniel. Basically, he's the one that you need to be talking to with this issue. He will sort you out. And when Daniel stood before the king, the king told him, oh, if you are able to tell me what this dream means or tell me, interpret this vision that I had, um, I'm going to clothe you with this and I'm going to clothe you with that. And what did Daniel say to him? Daniel was like, please, you can keep your riches and you can give your royal robes to somebody else. Basically, Daniel was telling him that that's not why we are here, you know, um, but we will, we will get to that point. 
The blessing is what enables a man to have skill and abilities that are unfathomable to the forces and the rulers of this realm. People will begin to wonder, ah, ah, who is this person? Is this not the person that I knew before? What has come upon her? What has come upon him? How are they able to do the things that they do? It is because the spirit of God rests upon them. The blessing is what the soul of men cry out for because it is the seed of destiny with which has been ingrained in them when they were formed by God. So you see, like we said yesterday, there's always something that seems like a thorn in the flesh of a believer or a thorn in the flesh of any human. Also, there is also that thing in you that is crying out for more that you can't explain. Money, riches, silver and gold cannot satisfy it. There is more. Even when all your prayers are answered, you know that there is still more. There is more. There is more. There is more. You are constantly digging, looking for that more that exists. And it is the blessing of God that answers that prayer. It is the blessing of God that gives you that more that you cannot find, that you cannot get with any other substance or any other resource. It is the blessing of God. Like I said, the thing about the blessing is that it looks very different from human evaluation. Um, the Bible tells us that, um, you know, you can't judge it from the realm of this, you know, this, from this level of sight, it comes from um, understanding by the spirit. The Bible says that with righteousness and justice, he will judge the poor. So the, the, the evidence of the blessing upon your life is not riches and wealth. Riches and wealth are fantastic. And this is never to negate and say that, oh, you don't need money. You actually need money because the Bible also tells us that money answers all things. You know, so you need money. You must have money. You must make money. But the fact that you have money is not an evidence of the blessing of God upon your life. So we need to get that right. Just because something is prospering or just because something is generating income or is generating riches, that is not the blessing. That is, but I would say a byproduct of the blessing. Righteousness and justice are some of the metrics with which you can measure that the blessing of God is upon a person's life. And so this morning, I want us to pray and say, Father, just fill my life with Cause me to be a person of righteousness, Lord. Show me what true righteousness means. Father, show me what true righteousness means, Lord. Let my life be um, 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 an establishment of your righteousness. Let my life be, be a channel of righteousness that flows from you, O oh God. Your word says that it is through righteousness and justice that I will judge. It is through righteousness and justice that I will rule. It is through righteousness and justice that I will be influential upon this earth. It is through righteousness and justice that um, I can show forth the power that you have placed inside of me. So pray this morning that the Lord will school you by his righteousness. He will show you what righteousness really means. He will show you how to be a righteous man. He will show you how to be a just man, a person of justice, just like the, just like he is. Father, this is our prayer this morning. Make us righteous, oh God. Father, make us righteous, not the way the world has defined righteousness, oh God, but as your spirit leads us, oh God, as your spirit explains to us, oh God, teach us, Lord, what it means to be righteous, Lord, beyond having right standing with you, Lord, but being of the right posture, right mind, oh God, with you. Father, everything that righteousness means, oh God, everything that righteousness um, represents, oh God, let it be seen in our lives, Father, because that is a measure, Lord, that speaks of the, the evidence of your blessing upon our lives, not the riches, not the silver, 
approval, not the gold, Father, but righteousness. Make us men and women, Lord, that are righteous so that we can bring forth righteousness out of us, so that your righteousness can flow out of us, Lord. It can fill our world through our lives, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 So we said um, the blessing is what makes you stand like Daniel um, before the kings. Um, it makes you relevant, you know, to another generation. It's interesting that people will say, oh, in my heyday, uh, when I was so and so and so, oh, when I was, you know, working with this company, or oh, when I was still very young and I had all of those abilities. But we see that because a man had the blessings of God uh, or the blessing at work in his life, it didn't matter if it was the bloomers generation. It didn't matter if it was the millennials. It didn't matter if it was Gen Z. It was the Jacob's generation. That was what mattered. And he brought value to the systems and the government of that time that he was alive in. So it is the blessing of the Lord that makes that, you know, that, that gives you um, wisdom and relevance. Another interesting thing I see about what Daniel did there, you know, uh, when Daniel said to the king, oh, don't give me any of those things. Um, I would, he said, I will give you the interpretation of this dream, you know, but it's not about the things that you want to give to me. While I was reading the scripture, I realized that, you see, there are certain things that we must learn how to say no to. If we are going to be men and women that are living our lives by consecration, it's not everything you accept. And we talked about it yesterday or two days ago. It's not every door that is open for you that you must take. It's not everything that looks good that you must reach out for. It's not everything. There are certain times some people would even want to bless you. You have to tell them, oh, thank you very much. Politely decline because there is a way that a person can give you something and it will bind you to them. I don't, Lord, give me the ability to explain this. There's a kind of blessing that someone will give you that it will shut your mouth from speaking truth and it will shut your eyes from seeing beyond that thing they have placed in front of you. So it's good that people want to bless you. It's good that people want to give you things. But the question is, should you be receiving it? Daniel, because he was a man of discernment and a man of wisdom and a man of understanding, he knew what to say no to. If you even look through scriptures, even when um, the, the Jews were annihilating the sons of Haman, the Bible says that they did not take any spoil. There are certain times when God will instruct um, the children of Israel when they are going into battle, you tell them, take all the spoil from the land. And there's some spoil, he will tell them, this one, don't take it, I did not send you. One of the things that even puts Saul, King Saul in trouble was that he had, he, he went ahead and took spoil that the Lord did not permit him to take. I want us to pray over ourselves this morning. This is a prayer that is like, because when you see the thing that you want, it's very hard to say no. I found myself in situations like that before. On every level, it was okay to collect it. On every level, it was a good thing. I didn't even go out of my way to ask anybody body for any do you understand like it will literally come to you on a platter and the person will say oh but but you will just feel that this you will sense that the spirit of the lord is telling you no Steph, don't do it and I'm like oh god please i beg you tell you take the knife and put it to your throat and you are there and god has spoken you need to keep hearing it over and over again those are the hardest battles those are the hardest doors to shut especially when there is a need at that time it, it could be any kind of need it could be 
it could be anything really, and it could be any kind of blessing in quotes or any kind of, um, would I say reward or any kind of um, gift that the person is trying to give to you. And the Lord says no. And you're like, ah, but this person is a Christian. This person is this, this person is that. And the Lord will say no, and you must obey. So you have to pray this morning and say, Father, help me. Show me when to say no, Lord. Give me the wisdom and the discernment, Lord. Give me the understanding, oh God, by your spirit. Let me know, Lord, the doors to shut. Let me know the offers to turn down, even though they may have the appearance of godliness on the outside, Lord. Father, I do not want to eat of any tree, Lord, that will distort my vision. I do not want to eat of any tree that will reduce my influence. I do not want to eat of any tree, oh God, that will make me a spiritual weakling, Lord, that I will not be able to stand in the day that it matters, oh God. Father, any kind of, of pseudo blessing that the, the enemy is trying to plant around me and lure me with, oh God, by reason of the loss, oh God, in my life, my Lord and my God, I pray that the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, will, will, will cut down those losses, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. I will only hunger and thirst for your will and for your blessing and for your appointed time, not the timing of man. I will not be agitated by my needs. I will not be agitated by fleshly desires and lose sight, oh God, of what you are doing. I will not put myself before you. I will not put my needs before before you. I will not put any other gods before you, oh God. It is your will and your desire I will seek. Even though, Lord, saying no may be hard, Lord, you have given me the power, you have given me the authority to trample upon the, the needs, oh God, and the desires, oh God, and the wants, oh God, the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, the pride of life. You have given me power and authority this morning, oh God. I arise by your help and I will that power. I hope you are praying for yourself. This is the deliverance that some of us need. Sometimes you don't need anybody to come and lay hands on you. You need to lay hands on yourself. You need to allow the Holy Spirit lay hands on you. You need to take that knife and put it to your nefesh. You need to pray for yourself this morning and say, Father, show me, Lord, how and when to say no. Father, show me how and when to say no. Even though a thing appears to be good for food, even though it looks like it is profitable to make me wise, oh God. But Father, what it is doing is it's, it's making me small. It's strengthening the Philistine and it's shortening my own strength. My Lord and my God, let my actions and my posture not feed any giants, any demonic giant systems, oh God, positioned around me to take me out, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I receive help, oh God, to overcome selfishness. I receive help, oh God, to overcome the flesh, Father, in the name of Jesus, as we pray, let your spirit begin to tear apart, tear apart every layer of flesh and every layer of foreskin that may exist. Anything that is blinding my sight, anything that is preventing me from seeing your will, anything that I will eat, oh God, that will distort my thinking, that will distort my judgment, oh God, that will distort, Lord, the counsel that your spirit has poured and washed over me in the last 10 days. Oh, Father, that deliver me from it, oh God. Cause my eyes to see, even though it may be hard, oh God, show me how to take my cross and follow you. It is a daily taking up of the cross. It is a daily walk, oh God. Father, help me to be invested, Lord, in this walk with you. Help me, Father, to follow after you. Let me not get tired. Let me not be weary in doing your will, Lord. Let me not listen to the voices of this world, oh God. Let me not listen when people are saying you have to help 
help yourself. Heaven helps those that help themselves. Show me, oh God, that that is a false evil doctrine. I am not trying to help heaven, Lord. Your help is enough for me. You are my Ebenezer. Help me to depend on you, oh God. Remind me of the times that you have come through for me. Father, encourage me, oh God, by the victories that you have won for me in the past. Help me to rely on you. Help me to trust in you. A blessed man is one that depends on you. A blessed man is one that leans on you, oh God. Help me to lean on you. Help me to seek your permission, oh God, before I take any action, Lord. Help me to seek your intentions, Lord, before I make any decisions, Lord, before I accept any proposals, before I accept any offers, before I accept any gifts, before I receive any gestures, oh God, before I even make friends, Father, before I make any decisions, my Father, help me to depend on you, to rely on you, oh God just like Daniel stood, Lord, in the, in the presence of the king, and he was able to tell him categorically that I will not be taking of this. You see, Daniel did it before. When they were serving, when they were serving all the people that were recruited for the king's service, he was able to stand and say, this one I will eat, this one I will not eat. He was already a man of choice. Father, show me, Lord, how to use my choices rightly. Show me how to use my choices rightly. Show me how to use my choices rightly, oh God. Remind me of what choice really means. Show me that I have decisions that I can make, oh God. Even though I may be afraid that I'm losing, Lord, there is still redemption for anything that I may have lost or anything I think I will lose. For Father, you are the one that redeems all things and you make them beautiful in their time and in their season. Father, even time will surrender and is surrendered to you. So you can cause time to to walk with redemption and walk with mercy and restore me. And so, Father, I lean on you for full restoration. I lean on you for full deliverance. I hope you are praying this morning. Oh, deliverance, oh God. Redeem me, oh God. Redeem my mind, oh God. Redeem my thoughts, oh God. Redeem me from any kind of poverty mentality, oh God, that makes me constantly dependent, Lord, on the crumbs of life. Whether it be in my workplace, oh God. Whether it be in my my relationships, oh God, whether it be in my ministry, oh God, liberates me, oh God. Yes, because your spirit is here. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Baba, liberate us this morning. In the name of Jesus, liberate us, oh God. From every evil and ungodly yoke, oh God, that wants to keep us set in a place that you haven't allowed or permitted us to be. Or perhaps you have given us the ability, oh God, to even go past, Lord, to break through from. Father, deliver us. Break off that chain, oh God. Break off the chains of limitations, oh God. Let us not walk hand in hand with the enemy to bring forth the demise of our destinies. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, liberation meets us today, oh God. Deliverance meets us today, oh God. Salvation meets us today, oh God. Father, we pray for the boldness to speak the word of of the king before the kings of this world. Father, we receive the boldness to speak the word of the king before the kings of this world, Lord. Let us not be afraid. Let us not be intimidators, intimidated. Let us be reminded that we carry within us the spirit of the eternal one. 
Tunabakaya, the spirit of the superior one, the spirit of the sovereign one, oh God, give us courage, give us boldness, give us audacity, oh God, my rebo Sunakaya, as we stay in your word, Jesus, equip us, Lord, with the audacity that we need, oh God, to truly be influential in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I believe that the Lord is opening the eyes of some of us, as many as are are reaching to see what the Lord is saying. I believe that the Lord is opening our eyes. There are certain things, there are certain phone calls you would have to make after these sessions and you say, thank you very much. Um, I will not be moving forward with this agreement. It may seem like, are you crazy? Are you stupid? In fact, the people that you have already told, because you see, God has to deliver us from the fear of man. Many times we know that this thing, I'm not sure if this is what the Lord is saying, but because Mr. A or Mr. B already knows, and you have gone to attach evil stakeholders to something that God has not asked you to do, you become afraid and you bind yourself to whatever promises or whatever things, you know, that you have at stake. But this morning, the Lord is delivering us from the fear of man. The Lord is delivering us from the fear of man. One of the expressions of the seven spirits of God is the fear of the Lord. The Lord is replacing every counterfeit fear with the fear and the reverence for him. The fear of the Lord is what makes you take the word of God and take the instruction of God and say, if I perish, I perish. It is the fear of the Lord that gives you the boldness and the audacity, not because you hate men, not because you don't care about other people's feelings, but because you know that a a servant rises and he falls before no one else but his master and you have made God your master you have enthroned him this is what qualifies you to rise and to ascend his holy mountain father this morning deliver us lord from the fear of man deliver us lord from the fear of the kings of this world lord give us the boldness give us the courage fill our lives with the fear of you Abba in the mighty name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. So the queen said, call for him, call for him and he will tell you what this writing means. Call for him. This morning, the spirit of God wants to provoke a desperation in you, a desperation that your destiny depends on. Ask the Lord to make you a vessel of honor that is fit for his service, you know, so that when you stand before the kings of this earth, you can rightly articulate and interpret what the Lord is saying. Because I noticed something about Daniel. Daniel would not just tell them, oh, this is what he means. He would even, have, so he was consulting for them. He would, and then he would give them advice. After he has interpreted it, he will say, but if you will humble yourself before the Lord, but if you will do this and you will do that. So Daniel was not doing the bare minimum. Remember in this season, the Lord is delivering us from doing the bare minimum. It's something that a lot of us have done for so long. We will tell ourselves, please, I beg, I cannot kill myself. I beg, I can't shout. I may have done my own part. What is doing your own part when there's so much more? It is a life of service. When Daniel and the 
Hebrew boys and every other person that came, you know, that came under the exile of the king, um, um, they were recruited for service. If you check the characteristics, they said, okay, he has to be good looking. He has to be this. He has to be skilled in knowledge, in wisdom, and is fit for service. It is a life of service. The thing about kings is that they are looking for people that can serve. And in this generation, and by generation, I'm not just talking about the age groups. I'm talking about the timing of this of the of the earth that we find ourselves in. A lot of people don't know how to serve. A lot of people do not have the ability to stay. People do not want to be chastised. If you tell them one thing that does not sit well with them, they'll tell you, oh, I'm sorry, what you're saying is giving. That's how I saw one, you know, where was where was it that Gen Z, they will send you a letter after you chastise them or you tell them um, so and so and so you didn't show up for this meeting. One week after they will tell you, oh, I'm sorry, I can't work in your organization anymore. It's giving shackles, it's giving, I'm like, that's what's, that's the problem. A lot of people want success. A lot of people want growth, but a lot of people do not want to give themselves to service. It is a life of, and it's not just kind of service. It is active service. You have to be active. You have to be devoted. You have to be dedicated. I pray that the Lord will help us and the Lord will give us understanding and he will make us resilient, strong, and actively serving men and women in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus, because you see, to serve, you must be vulnerable. The problem is nobody wants to be vulnerable. Nobody wants anybody that will come and see them finish because we're all protecting our pride. The Lord is breaking off that unnecessary, that, that pride from us this morning, because pride comes before a fall. You will think you are preserving yourself, but what the enemy is setting in front of you are gallows and pits that he's digging up so that you will fall. But the Lord has sent us deliverance this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, we take our deliverance, Lord. We take recovery, oh God, Father, this morning, and we declare over ourselves, Lord, that the pride will not be found in us. In the name of Jesus, Father, by your spirit begin to do the work oh god pray that this morning pride will not be found in you Oh, Father, deliver us, oh God, from every kind of pride, oh God. Especially false humility, oh God. Especially false humility, oh God. Deliver us. The thing about false humility is that you do not want to admit to the calling of God. You are telling yourself, oh, the Lord said, but I am not ready. The problem is that you are self-preserving. You do not want to appear to look like a fool. You do not want to take risks. You do not want to make mistakes because you are trying to preserve your shame. You are trying to preserve your pride. You don't want to look stupid. You do not want to be seen as the one that... Father, deliver us this morning, Lord. Every way that false humility has read its head, Lord, has snuck up on us, Lord, and we didn't know. Father, deliver us. Deliver us, oh God. We invite your spirit to pierce through, oh God, and move through the areas of our lives, Lord, that words cannot articulate, that 
eyes cannot see, O oh God, that may be darkened even to our sight, Lord, by your spirit. Move through us, Lord. Deliver us, O oh God. Remove every strain, O oh God, of any DNA, Lord, that is not of you by your spirit, O oh God. Capture it, O oh God, Father, and remove it, flush it out of our lives in the name of Jesus. False humility and all of its cohorts, O oh God. Deliver us from it, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. False humility is what will deprive and stand in the way from you, stand in the way of you fully surrendering yourself to God. When people hear surrender and submission, they think that it is a small place that you are calling yourself to. But what does submission really mean? It means that you are you are accepting and you are giving yourself to the will of God per time and per season. So if in a season God says, hide yourself, stay quiet, don't say anything, don't do this, don't do that, you submit yourself, you humble yourself, you, you, you surrender yourself to his will and to his counsel and you obey. And perhaps in a season, God is saying, this thing you are doing, I want you to blow it up. I want you to begin to speak. I want you to be able to stand before this person. I want you to be able to mount on that pulpit and preach a message. I want you to be able to put forward that proposal. That is also you submitting and surrendering to God when you obey him. So playing small is not the same as submission. Playing small is false humility. Playing small is not the same as surrendering. The Lord will give us a heart that is vulnerable to him. I believe that's one of the things that the Lord is restoring because this is the week of heart surgeries. The Lord is undertaking um, heart surgeries in our lives. He's changing things. He's causing us to see better. He's causing us to see clearer. So the things that we may have misevaluated, the ways that we have thought, you know, we should have done things, we should have done life before. The Lord is telling us, this is what you have been doing. This is the error in your ways. And this is the way that I'm laying before you. And Father, in the name of Jesus, that vulnerability that is required to obey you, Lord, to do your will, whether it is a big thing or whether it is a small thing, oh God, Father, give us a heart that is vulnerable unto you in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, the heart that is vulnerable enough to recorrect and reach grace, Lord, the cause of our steps, Father, we receive it this morning in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I hope you're still here. I hope you're still with me. Amen. Yes, so, we are. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. So um, we've asked the Lord to make us vessels of honor that will stand before the kings of this world in service to the king of kings. And you know, the kings of this world, it doesn't have to be a physical, literal king. It could be a system, it could be a government, it could be an industry. When you stand in, let's say the fashion industry and people are propagating LGBTQIZ, whatever alphabets they are propagating, what are you going to say? Are you going to have a voice and speak against it and say, I'm sorry, I don't believe in this. Are you going to come against it according to the will and the word and the truth of God? Or are you going to play small and tell yourself, ah, please, everybody's doing it. Are you going to be like the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that can stand and say, we're not careful to answer you this matter. If I perish, if you want to sack me from this room, go ahead and do it. Are you able to stand your ground? The Lord is making us people of active service, people of honor, vessels of honor unto him in the name of Jesus. Amen. So I'm going to move on to, um, so the blessing, like I said, bestows 
uh, upon you the ability to build. It equips you to war. Um, it's interesting that that scripture says, uh, who shall stand before the king? It says, those that have clean hands and a pure heart. What is the thing about hands and war and um, uh, consecrations? You know, um, what is the link between building and warfare? And that's where the Lord is taking us this morning, building, because the measure of your strength, one of the characteristics, I would say, or the proof of your strength is in the structures that you build. So we're crying out and we're saying, God, give me power. And the Lord is saying, I've already given you the power, but the power is on to what? Is it to wake up in the morning and flex your muscles and go and do gym and say, oh, I've done, I've burnt 5,000 calories. What is the power for? Is the power to just preach a powerful message, you know, and say, oh, I preach this message and so and so and so. That's fantastic. But what is the power on to? It is for building. The Bible tells us in um, Psalm 144, verse 1, it actually shows us that uh, that scripture says, Praise be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. So we see here that there is a link between the hands. Uh, building and warfare. The hand is what you use to build and the hand is what you use to go to war. And the Bible was talking in um, Psalm 24 that the one that has clean hands, consecrated hands, you've consecrated your works and everything. It starts with a pure heart. The pure heart causes your the works of your hands to be consecrated. It causes the things that come forth from your life, the structures that you build, you know, the institutions that, that you erect, everything that you do to be righteous, godly systems. So we would now look at people in the scripture that build that built godly structures and righteous systems. But first, I want you to pray and say, Holy Spirit, cloak me with the fire of warfare. Father, mantle me with the skill for battle because it takes skill. In fact, the, the word wisdom the, the, the root meaning of the word talks about being skillful, being skilled. So wisdom is not just a vibe. Wisdom is not just sense. Wisdom is the ability to craft, the ability to build, the ability to take an idea and create it into a tangible product. Wisdom. Wisdom is skill. It is by wisdom. The Bible was talking about Jesus and he said that every day, wisdom was speaking and he said that I was daily his delight. When the Lord was creating, wisdom was by his side. Jesus Christ, the expression of wisdom in Christ Jesus was one of the raw materials that God used in building. So faith was used and wisdom was also engaged because it was all the ideas and concepts of God. He needed wisdom to bring into tangibility. He needed wisdom to bring into expression. He needed wisdom to birth. This is the season of birthing and rebirthing. And so what we need is the skill of wisdom, the wisdom that causes you to receive a revelation at night and you wake up in the morning and you are writing in your journal three pages, four pages, five pages. The Lord is giving you blueprints. Wisdom is that that extracts the blueprints from the storehouses of heaven and causes your ideas to become finished, tangible, profitable things. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that this morning you will mantle us, Lord, with the skill for battle, which is your wisdom, which is your wisdom. Daniel was exemplified by his wisdom, Lord. Jesus Christ by his wisdom, Lord. Esther by her wisdom, oh God. Solomon by his wisdom. Our Lord and our God, we pray for the wisdom and the skill, oh God, that is required. The wisdom of heaven, Lord, that is required. The wisdom of light, Lord, that is required in this day and in this time of our lives, Lord, for perhaps 
Lord, you have caused us to exist for such a time as this. So there is a wisdom, oh God, that comes, Lord, from your throne, a wisdom that comes from your presence, Lord. We tap into it this morning. We receive it this morning, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Wisdom. The Bible says that wisdom is the principal thing. But in all that gets in, get understanding. Wisdom and understanding go hand in hand. So people in scriptures that were builders, Aholiab and Bezalel, Hiram was also um, a builder. Daniel and the exiles will look at how, um, how and why when the king was recruiting them, there were uh, qualities that he was looking out for. So when kings are looking for people in service, it's because they are be trying to build something or because they have a building project or, you know, um, an institution or a work that they must put together, that they must create and find our final example, Jesus Christ himself. So you are a builder and you were sent for such a time as this. So do not bury your seed in the ground for in it is the nature of the king because what you have in you is a seed. So I'll just go to Ahulayab and Bezalel. It's interesting that these were the people that helped when um, the Bible says that God had given them wisdom and understanding in all manner of craftsmanship. And they were the ones that helped to build the temple. You know, um, and interestingly, Ahulayab means in the shadow of God and Bezalel means the father's tent. So we can see how all of these things are related. There's no way you can build or you can craft or you can do anything that is of honor because we are talking about being vessels of honor or erect any system or structure of righteousness outside the presence and outside the shadow of the almighty. I pray that this morning, the Lord will bring a tangibility from our fellowship with him, that as we stay in the streams of worship, as we stay in the place of prayer, we would no longer engage God with our eyes closed because trust me, when you are staying with God, there is a river that flows from his presence. And you see that river, we saw it in the book of Genesis, it had, it had, it broke into four different river heads and it spoke of fruitfulness. It spoke of abundance. It spoke of rapidness. It spoke of bursting forth. These rivers are what flow from the presence of God. And if you are a person that is positioned in the presence of God, if you have kept your garden, your, your secret place, your place of interaction with God, these things should be flowing out of your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that by your spirit, you will lift off every blockage, oh God, anything that has stood in the way and has hindered the flow, oh God, of your creative power in our lives, oh God, of your watering, oh God, of inspiration, all the channels of our spirits, we command you to open up this morning in the name of Jesus. Father, by the power of the Holy Spirit, the channels of our spirit begin to open up. They open up, they open up, they open up. Our eyes are being opened in the name of Jesus, as we interact with you, oh God, our eyes will see. We will see as you see, oh God. We will hear as you hear, oh God, because within you, oh God, you are the great architect, oh God. You are the great creator, Lord. Within you are still systems 
systems and structures that are yet untapped. There are systems and structures and buildings, Lord, that can be erected upon this earth through the seed of your righteousness that men have never seen or never known. Our Lord and our God, this morning we begin to draw from you, O God. Father, we draw from you, O God. We draw inspiration. We draw ideas, O God. We draw strength, O God. In the name of Jesus, we draw, O God. We draw, O God. We draw, O God. We draw, O God. In the name of Jesus, we will not engage you with our eyes closed, O God. We will not become religiously boxed, O God, that we are singing songs and our hearts are not connecting, O God. Father, we will not be mesmerized, O God, by the notes or the instruments, O God, and we cannot see what you are placing in front of us. My Lord and my God, just the way you did in the time of old, Lord, and you showed Jacob, Lord, how to how to engineer a system that brought forth a different kind of 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 of, of DNA, a different kind of specimen, a different kind of of um, um, system for agriculture, Lord, and livestock. Our Lord and our God, this morning, Lord, we open our eyes as we stand before you, Spirit of the living God, cause our eyes to see what you are showing us, cause our eyes to see what you are showing us this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Show us how to be well diggers. Show us how to be well diggers. Show us how to take the tools of our life, the tools of our gifts every time we come before you, because that is true worship. When we live our lives according to purpose, when we fulfill your desires, oh God, Father, when we take the breath burdens, oh God, and we turn them into solutions, oh God, for our world and for our day and for our time, oh God. Father, help us this morning. Show us how to deploy the tools that are needed to dig wells in your presence, oh God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name we pray. Father, let us not just be visitors, Lord, of your, of your presence, oh God, but let us be um, um, um let us be those that dwell cause us to be dwellers cause us to be dwellers lord let us dwell in your tent oh god let us abide with you oh god let us not just be the ones that come and take one idea and are quick to run to do it and then come back again because that in itself will cause us to run out of breath lord it is not sustaining enough father the idea itself cannot sustain itself if it was formed by the word of god therefore it is sustained by the word of god and so father show us lord how to keep our eyes on you not on business ideas not on new trends not on hashtags not on the things that the world is running after lord you are the source help us lord to stay connected to the source so that the resources can come forth from our lives in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. You see that word resourceful just took on a different meaning and took on a different, you know, light for me. Being resourceful. What does it mean to be resourceful? Many times people are saying, oh, that resource, that resource. People are constantly talking about resources, but hardly looking at the source. Lord, this morning we fix our eyes on you. You are the source of life. You are the source of creativity. Activity. You are the source of all things. Pray this morning that you will not be disconnected from the source. Oh, Jesus, help us. Oh, Father, by your spirit, connect us, Lord, in any way that we may have been disconnected from the source of life, from the source of heaven, from the source of all things from the source of sovereignty, O oh God. Father, we reconnect ourselves this morning by your mercy, O oh God, and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Restore our connections, O oh God. Restore our connections with you, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'd like someone to open to 1 Kings chapter 7, verse 13. 1 Kings 7, 13. Actually, I think I have it open in my Bible. But if you get there before me, please let me know. I have it, Pastor uh, uh, Steph. But I'm reading from the NLT. Okay. 1 Kings chapter 7, um, from verse 13. Yes, please go ahead. Oh, chapter 7, not 17. No, 1 Kings 7, verse 13. Okay, sorry. <clears throat> verse 13 says, King Solomon then asked for a man named Huram to come from Tyre. Uh, that's verse 13. Okay. Must I continue? Yes, just 14. Okay. He was half Israelite. Then his mother was a widow from the tribe of Naphtali. And his father had a craftsman in bronze from, from Tyre. Huram was extremely skillful and talented in any work in bronze. And he came to do all the metal work for King Solomon. Praise God. So if you read further in that scripture, and I want all of us to take our time to read it, this is a name you don't hear often, you know, mm -hmm. um, when people are talking about the great people that did exploits and all. But scripture tells us that um, King Solomon had um, like an agreement with the king of Hiram to build the tabernacle. And when it was time to build, the king, um, sorry, the king of Tyre, which is King Hiram of Tyre, um, he sent for a man and his name was Hiram. And the Bible explains that he was a, great and skilled builder you know it talks about his lineage said that he's the son of a widow um, from Naphtali and his father was a man of Tyre and it's very interesting because first of all things that I saw the name of the king where this craftsman came from his name is King Hiram you know so he sent someone that was carrying his image someone that was representing him, someone that had the same name, and I would say DNA as him, if we take it into the context of our lives and our work with God and our relationship with God, you will see that God is looking for men that will mirror his kingdom. God is looking for men that will mirror, you know, um, his, his that, that are carriers rather of his DNA, his image and his likeness. I can take it and deploy it into this world. So interestingly, the name Hiram means noble, and noble um, um, speaks of, um, and one of the characteristics of this Hiram is that he built both, and noble men were the ones that built both the palace for David and the temple for Solomon. So here we see that um, there is a skill for kingship and priesthood. He didn't just build the palace. He built the temple, you know, is noble men that are usually recruited for this kind of skilled work. Um, Hiram was a chief architect and engineer of Solomon's temple. And he was, like I said, he was sent by um, King Hiram to Solomon's temple. Like I also said, he was, um, he was carrying the same name as King Solomon. Um, he had his image and he had his likeness and he was his representative. So the king could say, I can send you first to do this work. Remember when we're talking about blessing, we're talking about the skill um, and the ability to build. And that is the reason why God has placed this power in us so that we can build according to his template. Interestingly, Tyre means rock. Tyre or Tyros, it means rock. Um, and what it means um, 
to be noble. You see that even in the time of Daniel, when he was explaining, um, talking about the type of people that the king was recruiting, once again, the king was looking for noble men. In Daniel 1, 3 to 4, then the Lord, um, then the Lord instructed Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles. So we are seeing the name noble again. And I want you to take note of that name. Young men in whom there was no blemish. They were good looking. They were gifted in all wisdom. They were possessing knowledge. They were quick to understand and the ability to serve. Take note, service again. Ability to serve in the king's palace whom they might teach the language and the literature of the Chaldeans. So the message Bible actually caps everything and says they were perfect specimens. So a noble person, permits me to say it's a spiritual spec. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. <laughs> so it's someone that basically has all of these characteristics. You know, um, the Bible was very, very, the kings were very, <laughs> the kings were very clear about what they wanted. They needed noble men, noble men, men that were able to build. They needed crafted, skilled men, trained men. Um, and so Daniel had all of, of these abilities. Ahulayab and Bezaleo, they had all of these abilities. And what makes you a noble man is not because of the riches that you have, it's because you are one that dwells in the secret place of the most high God. I pray that this morning, the Lord will retrace our steps and cause us to understand that we are noble men and we will do what is required to maintain and to uphold our nobility in the name of Jesus. And finally, I'm just going to talk about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You see, of all the occupations that Jesus could have, guess what? He was known as being a carpenter. So that shows you that there is something about being skilled. There is something about what you use your hands to do. Jesus Christ, we know what carpenters do. They create, they build furniture. And it's interesting that the major raw material that carpenters use is wood. What is it about wood? Wood can be purpose and repurpose to create any kind of thing. So in wood, you will find furniture. You can make, people are recycling all kinds of things now, making utensils, um, making clothes, you know, um, anything, name it. Wood is something that can make any and everything basically. And Jesus Christ came and that was the line of work or the vocation that he chose to be identified with first as a master builder, as a skilled craftsman. The carpenter is one who not just builds, but also repairs. And these things that are made of wood are a product of the tree. So the product of the tree, the byproducts of the tree are the branches. Remember, he is the vine and we are the branches. So we branch out of the tree that is Christ Jesus. And the thing about wood, like we said, is that it's recyclable. So just because you used wood to create a table today, when you recycle it, you can use it to make packaging or plastic cups and plastic plates. Sorry, what am I saying? You can use it to make um, um, utensils. You know, you can use it to make clothes. It can be recycled, reused. And that's the thing about purpose. Purpose is not just one thing. I think everybody here needs to register for Awaken to Your Purpose. Purpose is not just one thing. Purpose is the will of God for you per time, per season. People usually say, oh, how do I work in my purpose? Look around you. What is the thing that is lacking? Meet a need, fill a space, 
occupy the land. There is definitely something that is needed per time and per season. And purpose is that thing in your DNA that causes you to identify what the world is lacking in that time and that season. And the reason why you can be the one that is skilled to do it is because you are downloading your builder's manual and your blueprint from the presence of God. Remember, it is upon the rock that you are built. It is upon the rock that you build. How do you register for Awakening to Your Purpose? Um, it's on EC Benedicta. I, I believe that the next cohort is coming up soon. Um, I'm going to speak with Pastor EC and just find out when that's open. But that course, you have to take it. Like, I can't do justice by telling you what, I, what Awakening to Your Purpose does for you um, and how you begin to see and understand. And, you know, certain things in your life start to make sense. You now realize that, come why is it that in this season of my life, all I've been thinking about is feed farm? And it's not just to go to gym the regular way. Like you, you are now more intentional about the diet, about, you know, like, it's like, you know, and many times people struggle with purpose because they tell themselves, mm, but that's not what I studied in school. And, but that's not what um, my experience is. I've worked in fashion. So how do I want to show up now and start telling people that I am a fitness trainer? In fact, I'll give an example of my life and something that happened to me during COVID year. COVID year, real quickly, because I know our time is going, but I'm saying this to encourage someone and to show you that God can bring out and recycle all kinds of things from your life. During COVID year, the world had locked down. Everything was shut down. And that was the time that a lot of people were putting on all kinds of weight. For some reason, I started running, you know, and I was running and running and running like my life depended on it. I'll run from Lekki and run to Falomo and come back, wake up in the morning and just do 15 kilometers, you know, and it was stamina that kept building up. You know, I just, I kept going and going and I didn't realize, like I told myself, oh, it's a thing I need to feel alive. And I kept running every morning. I will go and I'll go. And this thing became something. People started reaching out to me and they're like, oh my God, you're losing so much weight. You look good, blah, blah, blah. How are you doing it? And you know, because, the, and another thing about wood is that it's very common. So it's easy for you to commonize your blessing and it's easy for you to commonize your purpose and tell yourself, oh, please, it's now trending. Everybody is doing it. Therefore, who told you that? There is a way that God has given you that message that another person cannot articulate it. And so a lot of people were reaching out to me and they're like, oh, Stephanie, so and so and so. And I'm like, oh, okay, don't worry, I'll tell you, you know, and I was now consulting for people free of charge, just telling people, oh, okay, if you do this and you do that and blah, 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 you know, uh, and that was the next thing, something fantastic happened from nowhere. I think I just put up a post one day randomly on my Instagram page and I was talking about, oh, something, something. And for some reason, I used my Nike running app and put the amount of um, the mileage that I had done. And I just mentioned that I ran with my new Nike running shoes and blah, blah, blah. What happened in less than how many hours, Nike actually sent me a DM and said, we noticed your picture and such and such and such. And we wanna, you know, use your picture on our page. You know, I was just like, oh my God, is it like, you know, I, I remember I took screenshots sent to everybody. I was just like, oh my God, Nike, da, da, da. you know, but, Table was open before me, instead of me to go with my spiritual cutlery, I just went there and told them, oh yes, please go ahead and use the picture. It was after that, and I said, ah, you know, you can actually ask them if you can. So by the time I was having the other conversations, they had already gotten my endorsement, they carried my picture, they put it on their Nike page, you know, um, and that was it. But, you know, I look back at it 
now i'm just like all of this was not onto nothing because at that time i actually created whatsapp groups and i had people that would say calling me coach steph you know and i'm just like hey which one is coach steph again you know and they're like you know like we were keeping ourselves accountable we were running we were tracking our weight loss you know and all of that and it's so interesting to see that it just imagine if I had stewarded that season of my life well, just imagine how many brands I would have been doing ambassadorship for. Just imagine Fitbit or Nike or all of them. But we thank God for his grace and his mercy. Anyway, this is not a fit farm call. The point I'm trying to make is um, when God calls you to build do not limit yourself to the things that you think you are. Don't limit God. Don't put him in a box. Don't tell yourself, oh, I didn't study this in school, therefore I cannot do that. Or oh, why are they asking me to come and design um, um, a template for business owners when all I did was biochemistry? Or oh, why are they remember Jesus Christ, the carpenter? He was the carpenter that used wood to create wood can be used for any kind of thing so in this season you may be a you may be an astronaut in the next season you may be a homeschooler in another season you may be anything that the lord says you should be purpose is not the thing that you do purpose is jesus christ as long as your eyes are fixed on jesus as long as your eyes are fixed on the lord you will always walk in purpose and you will you will have that conviction that this is what the Lord is saying. So you, you see how the culture of this world is constantly trying to shame people and say, oh, jack of all trades, master of none, you're doing everything. No, but it's the it's jack of all trades, master of one. You have mastered the word of God. You have mastered, you know, the knowledge of God. You have mastered the ways and the techniques of the spirits. That is what equips you. That is what makes you stand out. I pray that this morning the Lord will give us all understanding and the Lord will show us the areas where he's causing us to think outside the box and the Lord will cause all of us to awaken to our purpose. Perhaps the Lord has been laying an idea in your heart and you're saying, but God, I'm not a chef. Lord, I'm not a chef. Lord, I am not a, whatever it is, the Lord is saying, start making hair. The Lord is saying, start making wigs. The Lord is saying, start putting recipes together. The Lord is saying, start farming. The Lord is saying, start banking. And we have boxed him and we have thought that we would only be one thing. But God forbid this morning, because the scales are being taken off from our eyes. The veil is being torn and our eyes can see. And as we behold him, we become. If the Lord is saying that this is who we should be in this season, we obey, we surrender. We are vulnerable enough to believe him and to trust in him. And so Father Lord, this morning, we pray for deliverance, oh God, and the ability for for us to awaken to our purpose. Every project that we have slept on, oh God, every door that you have asked us to open, every time that we have shrunk back in fear and smallness, Lord, by reason of ignorance or false humility, Lord, this morning we receive deliverance in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we arise, Lord, by faith, by faith, because it is by faith we are able to do these things. Faith, oh God, the evidence of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, the substance of things hoped for. Our substance is in you, oh God. You have delivered the substance to us because you have shown us in the spirit the things that are possible. Baba, show us how to mine the gold of our lives, oh God. Let us not neglect your word, Lord. Let us not take the seed of our nobility and hide it in the ground, oh God, because it carries the nature, oh God, of prosperity. Our Lord and our God, in any way we may have been bewitched, oh God, or in any way we have been 
us, Lord, to think less of the things that you have given us. Or in any way, we have been too ashamed, Lord, to talk of our gifts and our callings. Father, break that shame right now. Break that shame right now. There are so many people that are ashamed to come out and say that I'm a banker, but I love to cook. Father, in the name of Jesus, any shame that you have not given us, any cross that you have not made for us to carry, our Lord and our God, this morning, we break it, Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Break that shame off of us. Break that yoke off of us, Lord. We do not want to be blind believers anymore. We do not want to be stupid followers anymore. We do not want to be people that are walking, oh God, and are doing religious exercises, Lord, like the prophets of Baal that are constantly raising up all kinds of things, Lord, raising up all kinds of sacrifices, but not arriving at the place of power, not arriving at the place of expression, not arriving at the place of your perfect will, Lord, for our lives. Our God, this morning, we pray that you will deliver us, Lord, and cause each and every one of us to awaken to purpose, cause us to awaken to purpose, oh God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. In Mark chapter 6, verse 3, um, the scripture talks about Jesus, actually, and how he was identified, and someone said, is this not the son of the carpenter? Is this not the carpenter's son, uh, um, Jesus the carpenter, Mary's son, essentially, and when I took the word carpenter, and you know me, I like to check everything root meaning, Greek meaning. And the reason I do that is not because I want to preach a powerful sermon. It's so that I can have full context because the Bible was not written in English. This has been translated, transliterated, you know, changed, you know, made, imagine 1,000 years from now with the way the world is going and the way people's attention spans are and how many more versions of the Bible will come forth. Just imagine, it will just be like Chinese whispers. What the initial, um, 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 author was trying to say through language and changing and trying to cause it to blend a lot of things are missed out in the text and that's why we must always stay with the spirit when we are studying the word so that is what and that is how you um study to show yourself approved while you stay with the spirit don't just read the words take up your like take your bible you know like have different versions of the bible new king james king james dick's bible concordance have all those materials ready. PI keeps talking about it, the Blue Letter Bible. Blue Letter Bible, it's an app that shows you, it has so many resources, exactly, Blue Letter, thank you. It has so many resources in it. There are, there are messages, there are sermons, go to YouTube. There are so many resources that are available, you know, but maybe when we hold our Bible study course, we would actually, when we do that, we'll actually train people on how to study the Bible and how to pray. But I want you to make some confessions this morning and say, Father, I will no longer neglect my seed. Write them down. Write them down and paste them on your wall when you leave this hall today. Father, I will not neglect my seed. Father, I will not look down on my gifts. I will not commonize the blessings that you have placed in my life. Father, I will not despise my destiny. I will not despise my destiny. I will not be careless like Esau and give off my birthright for a muscle of stew. I will not give off my birthright for a muscle of porridge. I will not give up the, the time and the, and the work that it takes to invest in the gifts, Lord, and mind the goal that you have placed in me by settling for a job or settling for crumbs that the world hands to me, whatever is required, Lord, for me to do the work, Lord, the work that it takes, Lord, 
to bring your, your purpose to be birthed in my life. Lord, I will do it by the power of your Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. You see, that was what Paul was talking about when he wrote to Timothy. He said, don't, don't let people look down on you because you are young. Do not despise yourself. Do not despise your youth. He said, but rather fan to flame. So it's not enough to say, oh, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, I know who I am. I know those statements are great, but in them is the responsibility for you to do what it takes to show for that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Remember, prove your election, you know, um, uh, um, fan to flame the things that God has placed in you. Strength to mind the gold in our lives and strength to awaken to our purpose. The Lord is releasing strength that strength and that power in us in the mighty name of Jesus. And finally, I will close um, with this scripture where Jesus Christ said to his disciples, who do men say that I am? And people said, oh, they say that, you know, like now say, oh, you guys, who do you think I am? Someone said, oh, Pastor Stephanie, you're a slave queen. Oh, you're a baby girl. Oh, you're so pretty. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having too much fun. Anyway, Jesus said, who do men say that I am? And he say, oh, they say, yeah. and he said, but you, who do you say that I am? And Paul, um, Peter answered, and he said, you are Jesus Christ. You are the son of the living God. And what did Jesus say to him? He said, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. Blessed, he characterized him by that blessing. And you see another, but just like it happened for um, Jacob, when the blessing came upon him, his name was changed. And here Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. So you are not even just Simon, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my ecclesia and the gates of Hades will not overcome. If you go further in that scripture, the scripture is beautiful and it is complete. There's no scripture that is exclusive of another one. Everything is embedded in scripture. Christ Jesus is littered all through the words of scripture. At the end of that scripture we were reading in Psalm 24, it starts talking about lift up your heads, O ye gates. And here we are looking at the blessed one, the one whose name was changed, the one upon who um, the Lord built his ecclesia, built his righteous government and his righteous structures. And he said, the gates of Hades will not prevail. Tomorrow as we are coming on prayer ring, we are coming to declare victory over the gates of hell. We are coming to declare that we have overcome. The gates of hell will not prevail in our lives in the name of Jesus. So tomorrow, come ready for battle. And you see, after the, after the service, actually, because this is a full-on service, after the service tomorrow, we are entering our prayer rally. We are going to be praying for 24 hours. So once prayer ring is done tomorrow, we are entering prayers every hour on the hour by the hour. You tune in and someone is leading in prayers. And we are going to be praying until Saturday morning by 5.30 again. We will meet and we will continue praying and then we will end this season of prayer you see this month of may what we are doing at the gates of heaven is we know go green we know go green like every your eye has to be red and so for some of us thank you jesus for reminding me the last three days of this prayer ring i don't know about you but for me the lord has given me an instruction and you see for some of us it may be that you have to switch it up in your fasting you, it may be that you may have to switch it up in certain things. I believe it pertains to fasting a lot. So some of us may have been breaking at six. 
these last three days, change, like shift your gears. If you've been breaking at six, perhaps you want to go up to a Daniel fast. Maybe the Lord will ask you to do one day dry, no water, no food for 24 hours, maybe for 48 hours, maybe for 72 hours, as the Lord leads you. And please, with medical guidance, um, depending on what your medical, um, your the, the state of your health is, you know, but I, I believe the Lord is asking us, causing us to shift gear in these last three days. You see the crowning blessings, the things that are remaining, the bottom pot blessing that is remaining for us to eat these last three days. We will meet with God. None of us will live here the same way we came. So the Lord is saying that the rules of engagement, if you shift the gears, the Lord will always meet you at the points that you are at. He will always meet you there. He will always honor you. I know what happens every time I shift gears when I'm fasting and when I'm praying. It is so clear. Like it's just to get myself to arrive at the point where I can do it. And perhaps we have been fasting for so long for such a time as this. Maybe this last three days is the real fast that God has been calling us to fast. So please, anything that is going to cause you to be looking at things you're not supposed to be looking at, please run. You see, Joseph, smart guy, he left his cloak with Potiphar's wife and he ran for his life. Whatever it is that will deprive you from connecting in these last three days, my brothers, my sisters, please don't mess around with destiny. We are fighting a war here and we are starting with the battles within us. The Lord is releasing so much power in this season and I know that he's releasing so much revelation for us because once we are done from here, he's launching strong men, spiritual giants that are going to do his will, establish his kingdom and erect God's and so you see, we are we are at such a crucial time in our lives. We cannot take it for granted. Do not settle. It may not be convenient, but nothing good or nothing um, um, newsworthy has ever happened in the place of convenience. So push yourself. Allow the Holy Spirit to push you. Don't try to do it with your strength. Commit it into the hands of the Lord. Father, this morning, we pray. We ask, Lord, that by the end of this, this, as we come into the last three days of prayer reign, oh God, that just like Saul, just like Peter, oh God, just like Jacob, Lord, that were blessed, Lord, and they changed from their names, Lord, to their skill, Lord, to their capacity, oh God, to purpose, oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give ourselves over to you in these last three days for your repurposing, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Spirit of the living God, recycle us, repurpose us, repurpose us according to the will of the Father in the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, you said to Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven, our Lord and our King, we pray that the gates of revelation, oh God, will be opened unto us like never before in the name of Jesus, because it is upon revelation that you build your structures. It is upon revelation that you build your ecclesia. It is upon your revelation that you build cities, oh God, you build nations, oh God, you build governments, you build systems upon revelation, my God. Father, we pray as we have prayed, Lord, we make that prayer again that the channels of our spirits will be opened up to receive this revelation from you. Lord, we will not despise our nobility. We will not despise our seed, oh God. We will not despise our destiny. We will not despise our birthright. You will take us 
us away from any kind of evil ease, oh God, that will try to keep us complacent in these last three days. Baba, as you are calling us to change the rules of engagement, Lord, we even ask that you will encourage each and every one of us with a sign and with a testimony, oh God, to show us, Lord, that you are hearing us, oh God, and you are giving to us, Lord, the desires of your heart for us. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray. And in these last three days, Lord, you will rent the heavens, oh God, open over us. There will be open heaven encounters, Lord. Men will begin to see, oh God. Women will raise back their dead, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, things, Lord, will begin to shift in, the, in, in, in our lives, Lord. Things will begin to shift in the atmosphere. In the name of Jesus, Baba, discernment like never before. We will walk into boardrooms. We will walk into meetings, Lord, and we will begin to see what the writing on the wall is saying, oh God. We wouldn't just see, oh God. We would understand, we will interpret, and we will give godly advice and counsel. In the name of Jesus, Father, you are strengthening us, oh God. I hope you are praying because you are causing us to stand before kings, Lord. You are giving us the audacity and the boldness, oh God, to declare your will, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We will not submit or surrender ourselves to a muscle of stew. We will not settle for crumbs, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Jesus, our Lord and our King, we will not commonize, Lord, the things that you have given to us. For indeed, you have called us and created us and placed us upon the face of the, of the earth for such a time as this. We will use it to your glory, O God. We will be marked, O God, as men of righteousness and justice, not just for wealth and riches. True influence, Lord, will be our mark because we stay in your dwelling place, O God. Father, because we fellowship with you, O God, because we tabernacle with you, O God, and we allow you to overshadow us with your glory, with your power, and with your presence. In the name of Jesus. We give you praise, O oh God, and we thank you for what you are set to do. We give you all the glory. We thank you, Father. We bless your holy name. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you all. Wow, it's 826. Oh, um, God bless you. Thank you for staying on the call. Um, I'll just make a few more announcements and then we'll go. Don't stop praying wherever you are. Continue to pray. Um, admin, please, can you put up the... Um, um, details if you would like to give um i would like to encourage us to give um to the ministry give to prayer in um if you would like to give um, we have the details for you to give that will be shared now please give give and give um also the children of influence conference is um, coming up next saturday and we'll be praying from sunday so pretty much prayer in does not Prayer in ends on Saturday, but Children of Influence Prayers begins on Sunday, same time. So we'll be meeting and we'll be praying for another seven days. And we're praying over the destiny of our children and of our seed. So we'll be meeting to pray for that. Um, and that information will be shared. Also, there's a meeting for Vows of Incense, um, the stag that is coming up soon. Um, that flyer has been um, put out and I will share it on the groups as well. If there are any questions and please finally, share your testimonies with us um i'm looking forward to reading our testimonies i actually read all the testimonies that come in um so please share your testimony your testimonies with us prayerrain.poi at gmail.com um thank you all so much for being such wonderful um you know being wonderful staying on the call god bless you and don't forget don't back down these last three days we no go green <laughs> It is well with you. Have a fantastic day and see you tomorrow.